The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Michael, it is 10 a.m. Eastern as of this brother from another recording. And I want to tell you the three things that blew my mind so far this morning in no particular order. Three things. Um, Three things. So in no particular order, but I'm going to list them. One, Caitlin Clark's Step Back Logo 3, which I can't stop watching on loop uh, to be Michigan State. Um, Two, the trailer for the film, the forthcoming film Origin, uh, is based on is Ava DuVernay is, is directing it. It's based on Isabel Wilkerson's cast, The Origin of Our Discontent. The tra- I watched the trailer five times. It comes out January 19th. I, I'm sure you're just excited as I am about anything based on Isabel Wilkerson's book. Uh, I can't say anything about Isabel. I can't say anything about Isabel Wilkerson without getting in trouble. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, okay. Which, which, okay. Which really speaks to the All type right. of intellectual you are. A lot of men have, yeah. you know, Holly Berry or Beyonce or somebody on on their list. You have Isabel. Heart, heart be still. I'll just say heart be still. Go ahead. Go oh, okay. Ahead. Well, 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 watch the trailer when you get a second. Watch the trailer. It's, 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 All right. You're gonna want to see this movie. I know I want to see it. Ava DuVernay. What more can you ask for? And three, three. I read a very comprehensive in the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft era of the Patriot reign. And I'm talking to the the foremost authority on the New England Patriots dynasty. um, It's really hard to write something that stands out, right? I mean, it's just so many people have written and chronicled so much about it. But I read uh, in The Athletic uh, an extremely uh, well-written, well-researched, um, well-constructed, thorough uh, article entitled Why the Patriots' Bill Belichick-Robert Kraft Partnership is on the verge of a breakup. This is from Chad Graff from The Athletic. And it is well worth your time, as they say. Um, and so it, it dawned on me today, in reading this, uh, it dawned on me that this time next week, we could be talking about, yeah. potentially, even though Robert Kraft likes to measure nine times and cut once. Um, yeah, we could be talking about former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, um, who coincidentally, ironically, fittingly, however you want to appropriately poetically, however you want to describe it, could conclude his Patriots career this Sunday against none other than the New York Jets. Um, 
<laughs> for, right. from whom he resigned as the no. HC of the NYU. Appropriately. Uh, yes, it's appropriate. appropriately. It is very appropriate. So, um, having said all that, enough with the preamble. We talked a lot about this for a long time. A lot of people have talked about it all season, really. You and I have talked about it ad nauseum. Now that the end is near or nigh, uh, like, this, this really happening? It's really going down? This is it? This is, this is farewell? Yeah, man. I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen, and it's mind-blowing, isn't it? Like, like you, you came to New England. The reality of it is kind of setting in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, know? You, you came yeah. to New England. I think you were here at the end of Pete Carroll. Is that what it was? You got My here. My first summer internship sum- at the Boston Globe, summer of correct, was the summer of 1999. My second yeah, one so was the summer of 2000, Carroll. which would have been Bill Belichick's yeah, first Belichick. season. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw you actually saw the transition from Carroll to Belichick. But mm-hmm. most people under 30 years old in New England, they can't really imagine, they can't remember anything else. They were five, they were 4 or 5 years old when Pete Carroll left and and Bill Belichick came in. It's like a 30-year-old in New England today just knows championships and contention and smart game planning and situationally aware football players, all the things, all the staples of Patriots football. And if you're not uh, in New England, you say, yeah, those are some of the staples. Uh, So are the scandals. So are the uh, being habitual line steppers and all that stuff. But Bill Belichick allowed a lot of people to thrive and he hit a lot of people too. I mean, you think about all the money that he's made coaches who have been on his tree you think about all the criticism that he has taken that probably should have been suited for someone else, but he's such a, uh, he's such an institution. He's such a, yeah. um, a provocative word. figure that everything comes to him and through him. He told me once, Michael, he said, look, uh, this is probably like year one or year two as Patriots head coach. He said, what well, I understand now, he said, when you're the head coach, he said, even stuff that doesn't have, you know, and Belichick is as profane as they come uh, in an entertaining way. Uh, he said, even if shit ain't got nothing to do with you, they bring yeah. it to your desk when you're the head coach. Yeah. He said, if the field is not lined properly, they bring it to you as a head coach. If something's going on for marketing or business, they bring it to you as a head coach. And he was able to deal with that for nearly a quarter century. And for the most part, he got historic results. Can I say, can I, for, 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 for I t- dish it back to you. Can I tell you one of my favorite Belichick yeah. stats? One yeah. of my favorite Belichick stats. And, and I don't know if there's a mo- the modern equivalent. I don't think there's a modern equivalent. When he got to New England, he was 47. He, took, he was 47 as head coach of the Patriots. At that time, he was 310 wins behind Don Shula. <laughs> At 47 years old, he was 310. I mean, you can't... That, that's just... That's crazy, Michael. Three hundred ten behind him. Now he's fourteen at, behind. At forty-seven. Him. At forty-seven. At forty-seven. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. not only was he three hundred ten wins behind Don Shula, his winning percentage, his career winning percentage, was four twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. So you had no reason to expect. No one did had any reason to expect that we'd be having this conversation in two thousand twenty-four with some, you know, deep reflection. Uh, uh, any kind of step back over Bill Belichick, who for for the most part, you know, he was he was uh, he was North Turner. He was pretty much North Turner as a head coach, a guy who had 
Super Super Bowl pedigree as a coordinator, but as a head coach, okay, nothing right. special. So imagine right. imagine Norb Turner Expertise becoming on, a, on the verge the of the greatest being, coach of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no, wild. That's, it's that's really that's wild. Interesting interesting way of putting it. Speaking of wild, um, you know, he was there for the Browns, the for the, the old iteration of the Browns, their last game in Cleveland, correct? You know, when Art Modell moved him to Baltimore. And right. they ripped apart the stadium, you know, ripping out the seats. It was it was it was chaos. It was mayhem when the Browns left Cleveland. I don't expect them to rip out Gillette Stadium seats, but it'll just be an interesting scene, an interesting vibe. Like it's the type of thing in our old old days. You talked about you referenced our newspaper careers. Um, it's the type of assignment like we'd be there. It was like you know, like it, I, I I'd love to see what column you would pin. You know, what would the sidebars be? What would how would Don Squar dispatch the staff, uh, you know, for Belichick's, you know, presumed last game, you know, against the Jets? I tell you what he in do. Foxborough. <laughs> I know what he. I, I tell you what he'd do. He'd have every column. First of all, every columnist at his disposal would be there, and nobody's covering the visiting team. Like all yeah. the columnists are there, and they're right. Figure it out, columnists. You may have some overlap. Figure this thing out, because. It looks like it's the end. Belichick started uh, five and eleven in two thousand uh, in New England. He's probably, yeah. if I'm putting a little money on it, he's probably going to finish five and twelve. His final year in New England. Book the in. Jets. He got there because the Jets had to give up a first round pick uh, to get him. And yeah. now there's some talk. There's some talk in New England. Like, Ted Johnson, who we know very well, former Patriot, three time champion. Ted Johnson put this out over the week. I couldn't believe it. He said it. I was sitting right next to him. I said, man, I can't believe you're actually saying this. What's he that? said, I think the Patriots should lose the game. <laughs> he said, the oh, Patriots. For draft, for draft position. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, for draft uh, position. First of all, I mean, don't should you know? Or sh- should, well, is should. It in their best interest? Well, it's in their best he, interest no, to he, do it. No, no. But they're not this intentionally, is, like, throw the they game. Should like, call throw it. it well, Kind of where Robert Kraft, he said, you know, Robert Kraft and Belichick should meet and Kraft should tell him, hey, I need you to, I need you to do some things to make this happen. Yeah, good luck with that. It's going to be hard enough to get him to agree to a trade, (laughs) let alone agree to lose a game that he's laser focused on. Good luck with that. And here's the other thing, (laughs) Michael, here's the the other problem with that. Um, I mentioned the scandals earlier. So uh-huh. let's give Spygate to Belichick. Let's give Deflategate to Tom Brady. And the scandal on the way out, because I don't know, Belichick might dime out. He'd be the whistleblower to, to Roger Goodell. <laughs> hey, Roger. Hey, bruh. Um, I just want to let you know, do you know what Robert Kraft asked me to do? You know what he asked me to do <laughs> before my final game? He asked me to lose the game. And as a matter of fact, I, I was recording the conversation. I got it right here. Take a listen. Uh, there's another. That would be the trilogy of scandals. That'd be the final one. So they'd get that higher draft pick, and Roger Goodell would, would, would just <laughs> take it right back from them after doing something like well, that. So, well, dra- the draft leads me to you mentioned your favorite Belichick stat. Uh, here's the most damning Belichick stat. And this was in the Athletic article mm. I referenced earlier. And it reminded me of a couple of years ago in Vegas when you and I went at it on this here program about oh, drafting yeah. a Cole Strange. Yeah. Do you yeah, that know? Was, yeah, that was something. Do you know that 
since 2013, of all the players the Patriots have drafted in the first three rounds, they haven't re-signed any of them, per the Athletic. They've, they have not re-signed a pick in the first three rounds since, t- since the 2013 draft. I believe Hightower was in 2012, so that's the cutoff. Right, um, that's right. In that's the, right. In the first round pick in 2012. So, like, if, whether they help their draft pick or, this week or not, hopefully Bill Belichick ain't the one making it because for all the talk about Bill Belichick and him, you know, looking for an edge any way possible and the scandals that you referenced, the dude can't draft. He can't draft. It was, well, again, it was fascinating. And he, and he used to be able to. Well, certain positions he always struggled with, specifically receiver. Wide and receiver. other than Brady, quarterback. But you're right. I mean, well, the, I don't the, know. you can't go... You can't go this um, long. Uh, Wait, well, you never. Jacoby, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy oh, Garoppolo. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Exactly. He's had some. Good, no, fair enough. Touche. I stand corrected. Young Matt, he, young Matt look, Jones. He ain't, even, he ain't even need the draft quarter. I'm, I'm more thinking about the Rohan Davis of the world. You know, and no disrespect. Yeah. Uh, but he also didn't need to draft the quarterback. You hit on 199 and he's there for 20 years. And you're all set. Who cares? Uh, anyway, um, no, but you can't. Ha- you're right. You can't have. Uh, the sustained level of excellence they ha- they've had without being able to draft to some extent. It's just lately it's been porous. Um, and that as much as anything is his undoing along with again, this article was fascinating. I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but I definitely would recommend it along with interestingly for somebody who's been on the cutting edge of innovation when it comes to X's and O's an in- an inability to adjust an inability to change with the times, whether it's staff size, staff makeup. I know I'm, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Staff right, size, right. staff makeup, uh, embracing analytics, uh, or even just dealing with the modern player. And I would throw Tom Brady at aging, uh, maturing Tom Brady in that category, dealing with the modern player. So what's what's going to be interesting is is that he's not going to be unemployed unless he wants to be. Somebody is going, and you and I had a playful role play type argument about this recently. Right. Somebody is going to want Bill Belichick, if for no other reason than to win the press conference, be be the team of record when he wins enough games to pass Don Shula, or to just for instant credibility. But if he's lost it in New England, with all power in the palm of his hand. Mm. I seriously doubt he goes somewhere else and answers to somebody else. Who what makes anybody think that he's going to rediscover it in Washington or Los Angeles? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why he could rediscover it. So part of the, the part of the problem with Belichick is not just because he is aware of analytics. I mean, he was talking about analytics uh, in before anybody was. He was talking about them and really having the staff talk about it. I, I, I'm a witness. I saw it uh, up close. I heard it uh, in the early 2000s. So that's not a surprise to him. Uh, I think the issue is, the big issue with Bill Belichick is trust. So the Mangini thing, I, you know, uh, we know Mangini well, too. The Mangini thing really burned him. Like, mm-hmm. you know the story, but I, everybody listening to us and watching this doesn't know the story of how close Bill Belichick and Eric Mangini were that 
Mangini was doing press for he was working in media relations and Belichick got him out of media relations and, and got him into football and they went to the same college Wesleyan in Connecticut at different times obviously age difference they went they were involved in the same fraternity their families vacationed together were very close and so when Mangini from Belichick's perspective I know Mangini has his own story of it but when Mangini kind of you know put Spygate on him for the world to see Belichick felt very burned by that. So in, in, in <laughs> what resulted was he started to shut some people out. The circle became smaller. So now as a result, who do you have on your coaching staff, Michael? You got Gerard Mayo, who he drafted, Troy Brown, who he coached, yep. Billy Yates, yep. who he coached. Uh, yep. He's got uh, the, the, the secondary coach is a friend. <laughs> His son, his Steve, both of them, Steve Belichick, yeah. Yeah. Brian Belichick, the, this, the, the cornerbacks coach uh, doesn't know a damn thing about football. Sorry. Uh, but the cornerbacks coach is a lacrosse player who played for Belichick, one of Belichick's best friends, is the head lacrosse coach at Johns Hopkins. And so on recommendation from his buddy at Johns Hopkins, he's got a cornerbacks coach because he is highly recommended. He's a friend of a friend. General manager, Matt Grow. That name sound familiar? Al Grow. Can I just say real quick? Can I just say something real quick? So we got just yeah. quick interjection. That's some old bullshit. Continue. Like, I mean, that is like that is awful. That is awful when you run it all the way down. Talk, I mean, right. what's best for the team? Okay, man. Right. Go ahead. Now, so now, <laughs> hey, look, and this is this this. I don't know who this is for, Michael, but uh, don't let your scars, your personal scars, get in the way of doing good business. And so because he didn't trust, uh, because he felt like his trust was broken with Eric Mangini, he turns around and puts people around him, puts lieutenants around him who he thinks, hey, they will never turn on me. Well, maybe, maybe they won't, but can they coach? Can they elevate yeah. the squad? So that's the... That's the problem. And I think if he goes somewhere else, so how does he turn it around? If you take it out of his hands and you say, hey, Bill, uh, here's the general manager. Meet the general manager. There he is. Oh, I know. You. Oh, what do you mean you don't know? You haven't known him for 20 years. Yeah, that's the point. Get to know him. He's going to pick the players. You're going to coach the team. Go ahead and do your thing. He's signing I think up he for that? Can. He's signing up for that, though? And as, and as an owner? What? What? Is, a, is an owner willing to? Ooh, ooh. I, I've never said this. I've never said this. And I don't even think I'm saying it right. I don't even think I'm saying it right. Is an owner willing to stand on business? <laughs> I don't think I did that right. I don't, I don't think I don't think I used that right. I don't, I was, I was, oh, that was awful cringe. Uh, but is an owner willing to stand on principle, all jokes aside, and say, "Hey, Bill, take it or leave it. Take this arrangement or leave it." You know, like is is Josh Harris or somebody desperate for a, for a Bill Belichick to come in and you know take take charge and 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 and, and you know revitalize his franchise, actually willing to tell him you're going to have to work alongside, if not answer to somebody else when it comes to picking the players for your what football What are the team? options? Ugh. What are your options? You're, you're, you're a free agent. I guess you could go around and pick, but you know, all these situations, they, they got that same draft record. That draft record's not a surprise to anybody since 2013. And part of it is just that lack of 
that that lack of trust in new people. Because when yeah. Bill Belichick, and it wasn't just Belichick, but when Bill Belichick could draft, he did draft Hall of Famers Richard Seymour, Hall of Famer sure Tom Brady, Hall of Famer Rob Gronkowski, uh, Super yep. Bowl MVP Dion Branch, long. and he was showing off. He was showing. He, he drafted so well at times. He showed off with it. He drafted Dion Branch. Real quick story. Dion Branch, the scouts had him on a board that was for you know, undrafted free agents. So Belichick just walks into the draft room, looks at the board, goes, mm, I don't know about that. That guy shouldn't be there. Let me put him on the front board. It was Deion Branch right. and draft him. Like, right. So he used to have it when he had right. people around him who could fill in the holes that he had, who could who could have vision who could, who could, where he had blind, cover up spots. Those blind spots. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so now no, he does it. Absolutely. So you mentioned Gerard Mayo. And this is interesting. This is interesting beyond the Patriots. Like it's just, this is just a fascinating statement. Um, yeah. Just on this life, just I, on business. I can't. You know. You, can I? Before you, before you go, can I yeah, just say? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I'm gonna keep you it 200 with you. When you, when, when he said this, I said I can't wait to hear what Michael Smith <laughs> says about this. I, I know how I feel about it. I just want to know how you feel about this statement from Gerard Mayo. Go ahead. Go ahead. You just you just do it. I'm going to sit back and uh, get my popcorn and listen. So Mayo was asked about a report. Hold on. I'm sorry. My phone went out. Okay. Mayo was asked about the report um, about him rubbing people the wrong way because he, he was seen as like an heir apparent. So he was asked about a report about him rubbing people the wrong way. He said it was hurtful. Uh, and he said it triggered a period of self-reflection to see if he had any blind spots. And he also said rubbing people the wrong way comes with the territory. This is the quote. When people talk about rubbing people the wrong way, I mean, that's part of the job of being a leader is to rub people the wrong way. I always try to be constructive and respectful with my feedback. Some people appreciate that transparency. Some people don't. But at the end of the day, if we can't rub people the wrong way, how do you expect that you can be the best that you can be? And I would say anytime there's change or anything like that, it's going to be painful if someone rubs you the wrong way. Mm. At the end of the day, you have to look through all the words that really get to and, and excuse me, that really get to the substance and the meat and potatoes of what that person is trying to say. Somebody once told me the only people who like change are babies that stuck with me. <laughs> Didn't like that person very much that said it, but that's, I was still able to receive that bit of knowledge. That's good. Uh, that's good. Wouldn't piss on him if he was burning. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I mean, to no surprise, um, because long before Jimmy Kimmel called Aaron Rodgers asshole with two A's, you let off yesterday's show by you didn't break any news. Uh, you know, your happy new year to me so, was like, some, I'm an asshole. And, and I, oh, no, I broke, not anybody who knows me. Everybody who know knows me. Everybody, everybody who knows me knows that I'm an asshole. Um, but, but, I, but, my, but my intentions are pure. <laughs> it comes from a good place. I, 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 I 1,000% agree with Gerard Mayo. And I think rubbing, rubbing somebody the wrong way goes both ways. 
Because if you mm. can't take hard coaching or constructive criticism, then what does that say about you? It's like, I, I think people are way too sensitive uh, when it comes to matters of, of business and when people's livelihoods on the line. Like I've said a million times, like, you know, like you can be liked and it, it almost reminds me of that scene in uh, American Gangster. You know, not quite, but it just, the line comes to mind. It's like, you know, you could you could, you could be successful and, and have enemies, and you can be unsuccessful and you can have friends. You know, it's like if 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 you're gonna stand on business, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm gonna leave that in 2023. I'm just really trying to get it right. But no, you, I mean, you still if, try if, to get it. <laughs> I'm still trying to get it right. <laughs> but no, I mean, like if if you're gonna if you're gonna be the standard bearer, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna lead an operation whether it's a team, whether it's a unit, uh, whether it's a company, whatever it is, you're going to lead an operation like <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> remember, our, remember uh, Denzel and fences. Was, I, I made that deal with your mama and like your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. It's like I, I'm, I'm not signing up to be liked. I'm signing up to win. I'm signing up to be successful. I'm signing up to be the right. best that we can possibly be collective. And if everybody wants the same thing, if everybody truly wants the same thing, and if it ain't about ego, it ain't about feelings, it ain't about credit, it ain't about you know performance reviews. If it's really about excellence and achievement and reaching our potential, then nobody's feelings are going to get hurt. Nobody's ego is going to get bruised. Nobody's going to get rubbed the wrong way when somebody tells you what it is because you know what? Sorry, I ain't got time to put it in the nicest terms possible. Like we live in this era. Now, now, now this is old man yelling at clouds. Get off my lawn. Turn on that public. Enemy. No, it's not. We live in this no, it's era no, it's where not. everything has to be sugarcoated and everything has to be told to these kids in, in the nicest way possible. Kids out here. Else, else, else they quit. Else they go crying to their therapist. And I'm not trying to attach a negative stigmatism to, uh, you know, uh, stigma, we love therapy. to, 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 to therapy. We yeah. love therapy. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like yeah. everything is like, oh, my God, they yelled at me. And then and, and, I, and I got a harsh review. It's like, yo, man, it's like, we are like my livelihoods on the line. Your livelihoods on the line. The man, woman, or other next to you, it, their livelihood is on the line. Like this is not about being nice and being warm and being fun, uh, fuzzy and being friendly and being one big happy family. This is about results. And if you can't handle the truth, then like that requires some self reflection. Or you know, I know you deal with Thank students you. all the time. Yes, it does. That you told me like and it's like so. Yeah, can, can we reflect on how we communicate? Absolutely. Is there such a thing as effective communication where, you know, you can you can uh, you can undermine your own intentions if you don't effectively communicate your, your message? Absolutely. I've gone through training on it. There are plenty of books and seminars and and and, and, and all sorts of, you know, how to guides on, on how to effectively communicate. But it's just way too it's the, the onus is way too much on leadership as opposed to like those those who are, who are who are assigned to following, you know what I mean? Like like it, it, it comes a time yeah. when you got to search your own heart and be like, yo, man, like it, are they telling me the truth instead of me getting sensitive about the message or resentful toward the messenger? Are they speaking facts as the kids say? So I, rubbing the wrong way. I don't care. Like if I rub, if I rub you the wrong way, that's fine. Did we get the job done? I, I love. I, I'm, I'm love. 44 years old. I don't need no more friends. I don't know about you. I got enough friends. Got enough. I don't need no more friends. I got, got enough. enough. I don't need to, I need to make friends so at 44. I need to make money. I, you know. I, I say that. I say that to my kids all the time. I say that to the kids. I like. I got plenty. I got plenty of friends. I don't need. 
don't don't overrate that. Don't don't uh, overemphasize the importance of a large group uh, of friends. I got plenty, but I would say this. I like what Gerard Mayo said, and I wonder where he learned some of that from. I wonder where he learned that. He was drafted, as I said, he was drafted by Bill Belichick in 2008. So the transition, his rookie year, you know who he was around? Mike Vrabel and Teddy Bruschi. So the last year of Bruschi, last year of you think, Vrabel. You think they told it like it was? <laughs> Gerard Mayo, young linebacker, learning under them. And then his second year, 2009, he's a, ca- he's a captain. They said around uh, Foxborough, they were, he, he leadership-wise, they said he's like Ray Lewis. They, they loved his leadership. They loved his ability to connect with everybody. And then he had a short career because of injuries. He was working in business, didn't want to coach. He was making it, as he said, he told, uh, he told Tom Curran, this is a great line he gave to Curran. He said, like, man, I, I was first-round pick pre-CBA. I got plenty of money. Pre-CBA first-round pick. So, <laughs> when you, when you actually negotiated them joints. When you, yeah, right. when you were like when you were like a true top 10 pick and it's not slotted, right. you get that money. He said, I got plenty right. of money. Them, Working them, the them business Tom world. Condon, them Tom Condon yeah. days. The, of, yeah, exactly. Of, of holdouts. First-round holdouts. Add some more zeros to that. But he yeah. is, you know why he's rubbing people the wrong way? And just to bring this full circle, he's rubbing people the yeah, wrong yeah, way please. because of what I just said to you. What I said to you about the operation in Foxborough and how it's who you know, not what you know. It's connection, the connected people, made men, all these people with ties to the head coach and with Gerard Mayo, now that they know that the dude in the next cubicle, ooh, might be my boss. I didn't really pay attention to him before, but now he might be my boss and I can't get any assurances from him about what's going to happen in 2024 and 25 Mm -hmm. because he's not that dude. He's he's a Bill Belichick player, but he's not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick ain't no way Belichick talking about reflection and and uh, I had to ponder this acknowledging that he actually read an article from somebody. Bill Belichick ain't doing that, but Gerard Mayo is. So he's a different guy altogether and it makes people uncomfortable. Gerard Mayo, Michael, is going to have to tell some people at the end of the season. Hey, finish the line. My go be line. great somewhere hey, else. You know what you need to go do? Be great. Go, go be great. Go be great somewhere, somewhere else. else. There it is. Rubbing people. A, a lot of times, rubbing people the wrong way. In again, in this context, I'm not saying it's like leadership is just being abrasive at all times. You know what I mean? I'm saying like people. A lot of people mistake anything other than a pat on the back for being rubbed the wrong way. It's like anything you say that is not cheering or confirmation. Oh. oh, I was rubbed the wrong way. It's like, all right, man, like you just keep doing it the wrong way. You want to just shut up, pat you on the back as you keep doing it the wrong way. But you, you encourage be, but you mediocrity, can't. you know? Yeah. Ooh, that's the word. It's it's you can't be okay with that. You can't be okay with the mediocre anywhere. Now I go. I go way too far with it. Almost like something's wrong with him. <laughs> Like my family has Wait, seen as a me parent or a professor. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> that's a probably both. Probably. Yeah. But okay. The other day we were out in your, your old neck of the woods. Uh, we were out at uh, in Framingham, Massachusetts, uh, out in that area. Yeah. So, yeah. so the kids wanted some McDonald's. Of course they did. McDonald's. You got McDonald's. McDonald's. Hey, you got you got McDonald's money. Naturally, you asked. You have McDonald's money. As every black yeah, exactly. parent is, is contractually obligated to ask, do you have McDonald's money? 
Yeah. Go to they go to we go to McDonald's. I just put an order in. The order is wrong. And then the orders and, and they've just Naturally. said the operation was just so sloppy. And I was yeah. just like, I just can't stand mediocrity. I can't stand it. I have some pride that they're talking. And of course the order was wrong. Order was wrong. Yeah. They're talking to each other. When I pull up to the window, they're having conversations. Yeah. They're on the right. phone. Right. And right. even if it's McDonald's, if it's if it's uh, the media, if it's accounting, <laughs> right. the right. law, just have right. some pride about what you're doing. Some Try to get it right. So attention I, to detail. Attention to detail. Of course, they saw me storm um, in. They saw me storm in there. <laughs> and these fries are cold. Right. Why are oh, these fries no. cold? Wait, okay. Not to get off on even more of a tangent. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just... Who may, why are certain people in drive through like keepers of the fries? Like, it's why are they preserving the fries so they don't have to fry more? Because nothing annoys me more than ordering, you know, the, the, the extra large or the super size or whatever they call it, fries, upsizing my fries, and them shits be like in the middle of the fry. Like, it'd be the, they all in space. Like, why don't you <laughs> fill my fries up? Like, why are you being so stingy? With the, fr- the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Guys. That rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, David Tepper rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. David Apparently, Tepper the, has whatever continually rubbed people the wrong continuously. way. Continuously. He is a habitual rubber of the wrong way. Um, these Jacksonville Jaguars fans, are either, I don't know what the fans said, but Hit Dog must have hollered because they were getting shut out. Everybody's seen the video. He tossed the cup. You know, it looked like more ice than drink, but whatever. He still tossed the cup in the direction of a fan. The NFL has fined him a whopping $300,000 for a man who I believe is worth over $20 billion. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is a joke. How big of a joke is it? Yeah. Because this is obviously like, I mean, for unacceptable conduct. Now, again, yeah, continuing it, it, with, my, with my rants, you know what my least favorite word in the English language is? My least favorite word is unacceptable. Because nine out of ten times, the person is given another opportunity to do it again. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> acceptable. If you're gonna find a, a, a guy worth twenty million dollars, the amount of money that he wipes his ass with, okay, <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, that's a real deterrent. Real deterrent. I mean, come on, like three hundred thousand dollars. And look at that. Uh, look at that quote. I'm deeply passionate about this team and regret my behavior on Sunday. Okay, who did that? Was that AI? 
Who wrote that for you? What is that? That is so awful. Look, at least remember um, Bud Adams. So Bud Adams, yeah. Uh, yeah. owner, former owner of the uh, Rest in Power, uh, former owner of the Tennessee Titans at the time, he got fined $250,000. This was 15 years ago. 15 years ago. $250,000. He didn't have as much money as David Tepper. He got fined mm-hmm. for for throwing up, uh, making me want, make me want to holler, throw up both my hands, or both up, both throw up both my fingers, uh, mm-hmm. in a victory, in a victory. He's celebrating. He's trolling. Somebody's going back and forth with, with him, and he throws up his fingers and gets two hundred fifty thousand dollars fine. David Tepper, from the box, throws an object. I know. I mean, I, you know that se- that seems like hyperbole, but that's what he did. He threw something. You never know what's going what's going down. When you're throwing something out of a box, so there's there's danger in that. Optics aside, why are you doing that? You're the owner of the team. You mean to tell me that's only worth three hundred thousand? That's unacceptable to the NFL. A three hundred thousand dollar fine for one of your leaders, for for one of your owners. That's all you got to say. You don't have you don't have any type of hey. You may want to sit this one out, Chief. Why don't you sit out a couple of games? We're going to take oh, some money out of your gonna, pocket yeah, and, we, gonna hurt him. and we're going to remove you from the operation for a little bit so you can sit down and understand what the shield is all about. But if that's all you get uh, on Sunday and throughout the postseason, look for other owners to throw their ice, throw their drinks, throw them hands. What, what happens if you do throw hands? What happens? 300,000 so ain't nothing. Most, it's worth most it. Of them have more, most of them have more sense, but I think more than the fine, more than the act itself, it's a microcosm of who he is because it's like, if, if he's going to act a fool in public like that, imagine what he does and says behind closed doors. Imagine what it's like working around this, this guy. Like, so him selling the team, like, and honestly, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a silver lining to this. Maybe there's a bright side to this because maybe, maybe he's, reached a boiling point. Maybe he's reached a breaking point to where he won't just throw a plastic cup. He will throw in the towel for the sake of the Carolina Panthers organization and that community. He will throw in the towel and say, I just, you know what? I, it beat me. I can't get this thing figured out. Short of that, short of him selling the team, um, he needs an intervention. And I can't Guys figure like out. That. He, he never will. Well, Guys, but here's the thing. They never do it. Well, but here, well, but here's the thing. I can't figure out based on what I know about him and from people I've talked to. I can't figure out if he's either if he if he if he listens to the wrong advice, ignores the advice, or he solicits too much advice. Like it mm. sounds like he talks to any and everybody. And maybe he's not hearing what he needs to be he- hearing or maybe not being told what he really needs to be told. That's, but, that's Jimmy look, Haslam that, disease right there. That's the same thing. That, well, that okay. was Jimmy Haslam. And I'm so glad you said Jimmy Haslam because I was just in Cleveland marveling and maybe it was maybe it was like, you know, eventually, you know, you luck up and find the right people to run the organization or maybe he evolved or maybe it's a combination. Maybe he found who and what works for him. But look at the Browns now. Like, look at what they've done this season from a, a football operations standpoint, you know? And so there's hope that 
he could maybe buy. It's hope that somebody could figure it out. That typically that people could figure it out. They can get better. That they're new. They're young. They learn. I don't know that this guy has what it takes to figure it out. I don't know that he is wired. To your point that you were making a second ago, I don't know that he is necessarily wired to reflect <laughs> Gerard Mayo style and say, to "Reflect." I'm, I'm Think the about problem. My blind spots. Right, I'm the problem. I'm the common denominator. No matter how many coaches I go through, no matter how many GMs I go through, no matter how many drinks that I end up throwing at fans I go through, I am the problem. So, for me, the three hundred thousand dollars is a joke because it's a, it's not even a slap on the wrist for somebody worth twenty billion. It 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 uh it it's it it doesn't. It doesn't jive with the idea of owners being held to a higher standard. That's a joke. We all know it's a joke. That's the obvious. The bigger joke is what this franchise is under David Tepper's stewardship. That's the bigger joke. And I don't know sure. what the solve yeah. is there. Because it's like, cause, maybe, cause maybe. what's next? Because what's next? Because because this because this might be the last the first and last time he throws a drink at somebody. But what's he do when the cameras aren't rolling? What's next? How's he moving behind the scenes? Like, talk about good for the game, good for the league, a bad look. This dude's a bad look and not good for the game. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, but I'd say it's an, it's still an equal joke. <laughs> like the the bigger joke is not a bigger joke. It's well, the still, reason I, the reason I it's say big it's joke. bigger is because it's ongoing. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was one act. He threw the, he threw he threw he threw the uh, he threw the uh, the drink at a fan. He's still the owner of the Panthers, unfortunately. That's why I say it's the even bigger joke. Yeah, but I, I look at a, a league that lets it go, like that. That that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. Uh, so David Tepper, not only did he did he throw the drink, and uh, what he also did in public, I just want to just give you like you know, you know briefly just a couple of things that stand out to us. So he threw the drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never forget. Didn't show up. For his head coach's last game, last year interim coach Steve Wilkes didn't mm-hmm. show up for his last mm-hmm. game. Didn't mm-hmm. say thank That's you right. or anything. You saved. You, you actually made the season kind of kind of relevant. It was going down. Uh, it was going way off the rails, and you rescued it. Yeah. But I can't even show up and say thank you to you. Uh, when he fired Frank Reich, remember this? He fired Frank Reich, and he has a press conference, and Scott Fowler, <laughs> Scott Fowler of the Charlotte oh. Observer. A, a mm-hmm. columnist who's been very critical of him sat mm-hmm. up front, raised his yeah. hand. That's right. And That's had right. his hand ignored right. because he's That's so right. thin skinned. He's been yeah. surrounded by That's so right. many people who who probably do have backbone, but they are not allowed to express themselves because like, they probably got bills. We all got bills to pay. I get it. But the league, this is a league that spent millions and millions of dollars on legal fees and air pressure and footballs. I mean, this is a, a league that has that, that has gone above and beyond to, you know, lock out its players over, you know, a paragraph or two and the previous collective bargaining a bargaining agreement like all these things. This is a league that says all these things high minded things about uh, player conduct and what's good Standards. for the game. Kareem Jackson, yeah. Kareem Jackson doing his job on the field. And maybe doing his job a little too okay. passionately, but was suspended. <laughs> was suspended. Was yeah. suspended multiple yeah. times this year. 
because right. the NFL says there's a way that we do things. But then when it comes to an owner, real life, throwing something at, at, the, at, at, at a fan, you get three hundred thousand yeah. dollar fine. It's, oh, it's just, always a double. It's just always a double standard. The, 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 yeah. the perspective—it's it, it, beyond a double standard. It's just like you ain't thinking right. Yeah. You're wrong-headed. You wasn't raised right. <laughs> okay, what's wrong with you? You're not looking at this but with a clear head, and clear question? eyes. So, okay, like if you're talking about suspension, that's uh, suspension. We talked about that. You know, draft at least capital. A couple although games. that's the I, that's the last thing that the suspension. Panthers need. Okay, I'm about to say like. How much could you find somebody with twenty billion dollars that they could feel that they would feel it? <laughs> what's that? What's that fine look like? <laughs> the maximum. Like, okay. Well, yeah. The maximum. I, I mean, hey, I, hey, I mean, but hey, even you know this. the maximum is in the millions, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> it's it's, it's single-digit millions is this. the maximum. <laughs> I'm just marveling at twenty billion dollars. I can't even wrap my All mind the... around what it means to be worth twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, twenty billion. But you know I beg your pardon. And, and not and not because you are a billionaire. Well, well, you might be. I don't know. I, I can't I can't count your money for you, but you've been around enough people with a lot of money to know that I, I would say I, I'm not going to paint with a broad brush, but I the people that I've been around people I've covered in sports players uh, coaches owners who got a bunch of money. They usually get they're very protective of the money, even if they got it. Like if you say, "Hey, give me a thousand dollars," they'd be like, "What? Why?" <laughs> Even though they're rich, they, they they didn't get rich giving money away. But <laughs> again, okay. so so you're not really hurting him. You're not hurt. You're not taking away from. The but, pile. but Michael, this ain't this ain't this ain't um fufu taking half from Eddie. Okay, that's not, that's not what this is. That's not what it, this is. This is I like have. this is. This to me and you is five dollars. Like, let me let me hold five dollars. That's five. This is five dollars to me and you. All right. That's what this is. This is literally nothing. He probably won't even notice. Okay. Okay. He's about everything coming across Bill Belichick's desk. This will like he will not be looking at his monthly budget saying, "Dear, gonna have to like, cut back on a." You know, like, no. This is this is where, nothing. Where's this three hundred thousand? Don't even get his attention. 000, what's this? What's all this? But what's, what's all this? But what's, but what's worse is I don't know if he has any shame. I don't even know if he's embarrassed by it. And that's what I mean by the bigger no. joke. It's like it's emblematic no. of who he is. And he's still here. And it is acceptable because he's still here. Um, and hey, and, I and Michael, add, I'll just say, yeah. let, let me just say, last thing on Tepper. Last thing on, on Tepper yeah. and owners like him. Look, unfortunately, you said yesterday everybody who's got the title doesn't necessarily deserve it. And just because you got the job doesn't mean you're good at it. And so with owners, we lost Daniel Snyder as an owner. David Tepper kind of moves into the Snyder slot. Every league has that guy. <laughs> Got to have one. And so every league, every league has him. So he's he's Snyder. That's what that's who he's going to be. And he'll probably be around for a generation. Uh, and then when finally when he finally gets out of the way, Carolina can have some success, but Carolina, I'm sorry to tell you, you'll never win with that guy. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care who your name is, your next head coach. It's not going to get better with David Tepper. Remember, we talked after the draft about like history says that whether it's their fault or the circumstances, one of these top quarterbacks is not going to work out. Like it happens every year. Like all of them don't hit. Like 83 yep. is few and far between. 
I, I really didn't think he'd be Bryce Young. And through again, no fault of his own. I mean, you know, yeah, he's slight, yeah, he's short. Too early. I, I, Is it too early? Unless he, well, unless you're telling me he's gonna change scenes. But like you just said, they okay. never go in with David Tepper. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, sure. Hopefully, he can survive the storm that is David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers for the first four or five years, however long they hold him hostage. So that's all I'm saying. God bless Bryce Young <laughs> and anybody. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It has to work with this dude. Hold him hostage. Hey, Mike, our brother from down the hall, Vinny Goodwill is here. And Vinny, I just want to say Happy New Year. And before you respond, I also want to say that I'm focused on 2024. Like, whatever happened in 2023, I'm just leaving that behind me, Vinny. And 2024 is all I care about. And I'm just looking forward. I'm being positive. How about you, brother? Good to see you. What's, what's on your mind? Man, Happy New Year. I'm looking forward to 2024 as well. Matter of fact, I'm looking so much forward to 2024. I'm looking forward to next Monday. You know what's happening next Monday? You know what's happening in the next five days? Monday. You know you know the Ohio State Buckeyes and its fans will be doing? They will be dressed up in camouflage like Washington Huskies fans, like they were a couple days ago when they were dressed up like <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide fans, you know, when you're so sorry, you got to dress true. up like you're fans of another team as opposed to, you know, living yeah, in your true. own new day, living in your own, you know, in your own glorified spectrum. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to next week. You should be, too. I am. You know what? And and I I may even bet on them. I may even bet on the Wolverines. That they're gonna be, Look, I'm going to get something out of Can this. Can you do that? They caused me enough pain. Okay. They caused oh, me okay. enough pain the last three years. All right. I may, right. I may bet on them to win a national championship. I think that's smart money. So, yeah, good for them. Good for them. I, I hope um, I hope they enjoy themselves in a national championship game. They haven't won a championship what, since what, Vinny? What were you doing in 1997? Do you remember? <laughs> Vin was, was in middle school. <laughs> were, you, okay. were you even that old? Were you in middle school? Was, that, was, that was eighth grade. That was actually eighth grade. Yeah. In oh, eighth grade. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd love to see. Was. I'd love to see eighth grade Vinny uh, rooting for the Michigan Wolverines. But, but you think but they're going? Let me ask you. Both of y'all talk. Both of y'all talking like like they got this. Like not from what I've seen from Michael Penix Jr. Like I, I, y'all talking. Both of y'all talking real confident. Michael talking about betting on them. Then you talking about how much you're looking forward to next Monday. 
it's a bad matchup for Washington. It's a bad matchup. I, Is it? No, I'm just looking forward to the game. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm merely okay. looking forward to the game. Like, here's the thing. College football is still very much like regional, right? Like a national championship in some ways is kind of over my head. Like there are objectives Michigan fans want and need, right? You want to shut up Michigan State because they just talking in your backyard. And you want to shut up Ohio State because it's Ohio State. And you want to win the Big Ten. Everything after that is gravy. It's gravy. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this might be like skin on the gravy. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a little extra. Hey, man, take that sign down, by us. the way. Take that sign mm-hmm. down. Damn it. What sign? What sign is that? What sign is that? God, like, curious. like, stop with the score. Like, why? It's, a, it's 2024. Your sign said it's a new day. So why are you keeping score from the last three years, Ohio State, Michigan? What's the score from the last three years, Michael Holloway? What's the score? What's the score from the last three years? I don't know. I can't read that far. I wear glasses. I can't see it. 117 to 74. That's like an NBA score. You're getting outscored by 40 points in three years. You know what that means? That means your team ain't competitive. You know what that means? That means your team don't have a seat at the big boy table. You know what that means, Ryan Day? Go back to the drawing table. I got you. Oh, that's why you're wearing a black leather jacket, because you're trying to look like you want to rob somebody. You want to rob Michigan of our glory. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I might have. So, so I might so have been it already. So basically, the national championship, like this is this is in essence your championship. Just being able to troll Ohio State. Like, yeah, that, no. So like, you, your, your victory parade is a week long. Dude, next Monday, forget it. Don't even worry about next dude, Monday. That's I was just, like I said, that's gravy. I, I was I was as red state as the red in this shirt. Uh, uh, the other night, so I was roll tiding. I was I love Alabama. Go Bama. I was upset. I really and, wanted and Alabama to pull there, that thing off. There, 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 there is no more. There, there is no more confirmation that this is the best rivalry in college football and, one, and certainly one of the best in sports that you can make Ohio State fan root for Alabama. You can make a, you can make a Big Ten guy root for the SEC. Hardcore. Uh, that 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 just that tells you all you need to know. Like you said, dressed up as Bama fans. All right, the score last night, Vinny. The score last mm-hmm. night between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Boston Celtics was one twenty seven to one twenty three. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, it has not been fun. Uh, it's been fun watching these Thunder. Um, it has not been fun playing these Thunder. They, they won their fifth straight, eighth and nine games. And during that run, as you know, Vin, they have beat the Nuggets twice. They ended the Clippers' nine-game winning streak, beat the Wolves, who lead the West by 23, and then just beat the best team in basketball record-wise, and that would be the Boston Celtics last night. Um, like, how good is this team? Is this, like, is this Final Four good? Or, like, mm. why stop there? Finals good? Like, it almost feels like this team is thinking about skipping that step. We often talk about throughout history, you kind of got to, like, you got to learn. You got to go through pain. You know, you got to climb the mountain. You got to deal with disappointment. It's like, this team is like, nah, damn that. We here. Well, I usually cover the Western Conference playoffs, which for me usually means, like, Phoenix, San Francisco, Los Angeles. You mean to tell me? I'm going to have to make plans to be in Oklahoma City for an extended period of time. It's underrated. 
You know what I'm saying? Maybe. No, no, let's not go there. We don't have to go there. But we, we don't have to go there. But this team is for real. Like, they have everything that you need. They have youth, which you actually do need in the NBA playoffs. You need youth and energy because that equals stamina. They have that in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They have that in a rookie of so the year good. candidate in Chet Holmgren. Like, Shea Gilgis-Alexander might have the smoothest game this side of Kyrie Irving, who has the smoothest game in the NBA. And that is saying a whole lot. He can get his shot up against anybody. He's not afraid to take on anybody. And then you have a guy in Chet Holmgren who pretty much fills in all the boxes that you need, including protecting the rim, including running the floor, including shooting the three from seven feet tall. So while, yeah, the skipping steps, things like, like Mike, I'm with you. I thought this year was the setup year. This was the foundation mm-hmm. year where maybe you win 50 games, you get into the top six, you get a taste of the playoffs, and then next year you're really in the conversation. They may very well be knocking one of these established teams way out the way, at least into the second round, and maybe to the conference finals. But I'll tell you this, this team does not fold. Like Boston was down 17 with about seven minutes left. And they came roaring back. Oklahoma City showed veteran poise. They the game got close. And y'all, did y'all notice? Christoph Porzingis took a corner three with his foot on the line that looked like it was a three. And there wasn't a national controversy over whether his foot was on the damn line. Because his foot was actually on the line. Yeah. The other guy's foot foot was not on the line. But this guy's foot was on the line. It was a shadow yeah, of Ohio. They, they, thank you. Ohio's <laughs> own, Ohio's own Michael Holly again fudging the fact. What a surprise! I'm just, I'm just telling you. But listen, I would say uh, you you mentioned something about uh, OKC, and I like what you said about a great great game last night. And uh, <clears throat> Shea Gilgis Alexander was so good that he made Drew Holiday, who's an all league defender, he made him look bad. He made Drew Holiday was off the floor. That run you talked about, Drew Holiday, last five minutes was not in there. Peyton Pritchard, no defensive stopper he, is in the game for Drew Holiday, who was a minus 15 in the game. But you said they showed veteran poise. My one knock about OKC when it comes to the playoffs, and you tell me if I'm overreacting to this, Vinny, is they are missing that Steven Adams type, that Jeff Green, that Al Horford, who used to be there, like the, a, a veteran who can just kind of hang around and get you through a game, whether it's with a timely shot or, you know, six unexpected points in a 10 minute stretch in a playoff game, just knows what's coming. I don't see a veteran who, who's, who's dealt with the rigors of the playoffs uh, that you need. Every championship team needs that and they don't have it. I'm with you. I, I don't disagree with you. But do the Minnesota Timberwolves have that guy? And that's a team that's leading the Western Conference in terms of record, and they have one of, you know, obviously our favorite players. And Anthony Edwards, is Carl Towns the guy that you're going to say is going to be the run stopper? Is Rudy Gobert going to be the run stopper? I think we're talking about a vestige of the old NBA that comes up every now and again in today's new NBA. And I don't know how much that experience is going to matter when it counts, when they're far and away a much better team than a lot of the teams below them. Like, don't get me wrong. 
if they play the Clippers in the playoffs and the Clippers have all the three-point shooting and you got three guys that can create their own shot, yeah, that's going to be a little trouble. When you play the Denver Nuggets and you're playing that fat man down there, of course, you're going to be in some trouble. But anybody else, and I mean anybody else, I don't know how much trouble you're going to have. They're going to have to go through and learn some lessons, but you can learn lessons while winning games too. Um, hey, hey, Mike, how you feel about that uh, that Clippers OKC trade? Just revisiting. I know we've had some legendary arguments about that. Uh, that's how Paul George uh, got to the Clippers, and the o- OKC has just stocked up the pantry with many, 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 many draft picks. Now, I do feel like a prediction I once made. I'm pat myself on the back and said OKC will win a championship before the Clippers do with that huge with that huge deal. How do you feel about that deal now, Mike? I mean, obviously, look, I've always been a Sam Presti guy because I'm a nerd. I, you know, I'm a process guy. I'm a I'm a you know, I, I love the process in Philadelphia when it was going down. So like Sam Presti having all the draft picks. I, I, always, I always loved the way he moved. You know what I mean? So why are you looking at me like that? Did I, I love the process in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yes, I'm that guy. I, I understood what they were going for in Philadelphia. I am a problem. Look at me like you're crazy. Are you all? Yes, they just missed. Got, uh, the difference is they missed. I got it. Hey, hey, I got it. Presley didn't miss. Pick the wrong. Yeah, but Hinky exactly. did. The Sams. You know, Sam's Hinky. Hinky missed. I, 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 understood, I saw the vision. I saw the vision. <laughs> and hell, what? At, the end, at the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they got. And even though he slipped to third because he was hurt coming out of Kansas, they got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain's younger brother, Mr. 30 and 10, night in and night out himself, Joel Embiid. So say what you want about Sam Mickey. They at least got Joel Embiid out of the process. I like it. It was, it, was, it was interesting. Wait, wait. My bad. Let me count the number of Eastern Conference Finals games the Philadelphia 76 I didn't say it was a success. I didn't say it was a success. I did not say it was a success. I said it got him beat, and I say I understood the vision. That's all I was saying. But I don't want to get too far into sidetrack. What's the vision? Losing as many games as possible? That ain't that ain't that ain't small. Oh, innovative. Oh, that how 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 unique? How unusual? Like nobody else does that. I mean, I mean, you know, like a lot of people do it. They just they just don't brand it. The Sixers and Sam Hinkie, their mistake was they branded it and people turned against it because they acted like they were reinventing the wheel and like they were smarter than everybody else when tanking for draft picks and tanking to build your team to not be stuck in the middle is as old as time. That was the mistake on the part of the 76ers. They acted like they were doing something novel when they really weren't. Anyway, uh, you had another Another smart aleck rebuttal. No, no, we, 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 can, <laughs> okay. we, right. we, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because I wanted to ask you about the 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 inverse or the or the close to the bottom of the Western Conference, and um, the fact that uh, as of right now, the Suns are in eighth, uh, the Lakers are in tenth, and the Warriors mm-hmm. are in eleventh. Uh, when they came up with the play-in tournament. Don't think we ever imagined a world in which Steph Curry, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant would be your marquee players in the play-in tournament. Yeah, but it looks like Golden State isn't even in the play-in tournament right now. Not I, today, I think, no. I, I think we've been talking about, we've been asking, when is the guard going to change in the NBA? 
when is LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry finally going to age out or when their teams are going to finally age out? I have a little more hope for the Phoenix Suns because they have Bradley Beal back. Because, but somebody else could get hurt over there too. You know what I mean? So it's not that much more hope. But I feel like we're watching the change of the guard. And I'll tell you in this way. LeBron James' teams, if there's one thing you can count on for LeBron James and his teams, his teams are going to be very good on offense. They're 24th in offense. If you're thinking about Stephen Curry and his teams, you're going to say, that's going to be a good three-point shooting team. Stephen Curry's team is not even middle of the pack. They're right below middle of the pack. I think they're 17th in three-point shooting percentage. No fault of Stephen Curry, who's playing an excellent season before Natalie strikes me down here. But just the things that we have always known to be true no longer hold the same water that it used to hold. And unfortunately, y'all, this is the circle of life. This is how things used to go. Teams would age out. The younger teams will come and take the crown and snatch it from them and no longer play with the fear or the reverence or any of that towards the veteran team. I give Golden State and Stephen Curry a lot of credit because Steph is a very proud player and they're trying to figure stuff out. I don't know if Steve Curry is the guy that's going to figure out what they're doing with the youth and Chris Paul and how, how will Draymond Green reintegrates himself once he comes back, whenever that is. But I don't know how you can say 34, 35 games in that you have hope for what this team is going to look like in three or four months. Same for the Lakers when LeBron has played in damn near every game and Anthony Davis has played in damn near every game and you're barely a 500 team, usually there's some level of hope that, hey, once this one variable changes itself, we're going to be okay. Even if it's a lie, you have the hope. I don't know <laughs> what that variable is for <laughs> either one of those teams right now. That's why they hung so that NCAA tournament three? banner, because they knew they weren't going to yeah, see yeah. another one. <laughs> got that thing hanging well, you know up what? there. Look. They got it hanging up. But out of I'm those three teams... And, uh, get this out of the way. Out of those three teams, uh, Vinny, that Mike mentioned the Suns, the Lakers, the Warriors. Which one is in, in the worst shape? You think it's Golden State? Honestly, yeah, I do. Only because I don't know what type of personnel moves they can make. They feel like I feel like they are caught in a time warp because of the draft picks that they made and they didn't lean into you know, the remainder of Steph's prime when you had Moody and you had Kaminga and you had James Wiseman and they didn't use those draft picks wisely, you're paying the bill for that right now. And the young players that they do have, they don't have the pedigree to knock the old guys out of the way. And the old guys that you have, they're showing major slippage. Whether it's Draymond Green hitting dudes in the face, we have yet to see a Chris Paul meltdown, but you know that's coming. And Clay Thompson is going through a midlife crisis. I don't see how you can have hope other than saying, Stephen Curry, can you be the baddest man on the planet four times in the playoff series? Assuming you get there, can you be the baddest man in the play-in for multiple games? Can you be the baddest man in a 1-8 against Minnesota or OKC or Denver? I feel like that's asking way too much unless they make significant personnel changes, which is not off the table. But as of this moment right now, they've been very hesitant to lean into one direction or the other. They've been straddling the fence. They don't like to declare their intentions. Like, you know, like that's a dating metaphor, you know, declaring your intentions. They don't want to do that. 
They want to just sit in this space of a situation ship with all of their players and all of their errors. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And that very rarely ever seems to work out. Speaking of uh, working out, and obviously it's very early, but it seems like a, a nat- he seems like a natural fit um, with the Knicks is, is OG. With, is OG. Um, we get Knicks, Bulls uh, in prime time on network television on ABC. Uh, would love to know if anything else is on the horizon for the Knicks uh, or really just like what kind of smoke is there uh, when it comes to the trade front that you're hearing? I think a, I think a lot of people think that the Knicks have another move up their sleeve, right? That maybe OG isn't the third star, but he's a huge supplementary piece to your third star, right? Because he can defend, he can play a lot of minutes, he can hit the corner three. He's not going to demand and command that much usage. I don't know how far. You're going to go, given the evidence that we've had in the postseason the past few years, how far you can go with Julius Randle taking up the position, uh, the percentage of possessions that he has. Jalen Brunson has turned out to be a pretty damn good and bankable playoff player. So I do think the Knicks feel like they they are one move away with a draft, a future draft pick that they have as capital, and a couple of the mm-hmm. young players that teams may find a little more appetizing. They didn't give up a first-round pick for OG Ananobi, which I think made sure for them that they can make a secondary move, whether that's a DeJounte Murray in Atlanta, who Atlanta might necessarily be trying to replenish and restock around Trey Young and and stripping that thing down a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised, Mike, if the Knicks were in the hunt for one more piece. I don't know if, if it actually vaults them above Milwaukee or Boston. I still think they're a tier below that. I don't think yeah. they're better than the Miami Heat when the Miami Heat are full. But, you know, the Knicks yeah. fans are always optimistic, so you might as well go for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Ben, appreciate you, man. Happy New Year. Hail to the victors. Happy New Year. You know, say, hail say to it, the victors. Say it, with him, Holly. Say, it, say it with him, Holly. Say it loud and That's proud. right. Hail, hail to the conquering heroes. I, I still haven't figured out who I'm going to bet on. So I might be rooting for Michigan. You don't want me rooting for y'all. You don't want that. I'm rooting for the Huskies. Go Husky. He's going to root for them anyway. Are you allowed got to, some, I, I guess, profiting off your pain is, I get it. Are you allowed to root for them? Like, that's, you can't, you can't do that. But I'll you tell you this. It's a great moment. Who's in the national championship game? It's a great moment for the Big Ten. It's a great yeah. moment. I'm, I'm turning a the negative Washington into Huskies the, the Big Ten. Yeah. The Washington yes. Huskies yeah. and oh, Michigan Wolverines of the Big Ten. So wait, another team that's leapfrogging Ohio State in the Big Ten, huh? I'll stop. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Hey, listen, we'll see. We'll see you at the shoe. We'll see you in the shoe in 24. We beat y'all there last time. Oh, that was, man. That's old. He, I, why are you bringing up the past? He relentless. He's relentless. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.